Tom Kisslingberry here. Nah, I'm just kidding. We don't have Tom Kissingberry money. It's just me, Peter Howard, and Jake Anderson meeting at the Dynasty Crossroads once a week for 30 minutes to talk about one player at a time. We look at the film with Jake, we talk about the analytics with me, and we try to come to a consensus. We do have a pretty cool theme song, though. Peter crunches numbers and Jake just grabs that tape. to the DLF Read and React podcast where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Oh wait, no, that's not right. Where we tackle the other side of fantasy football. I'm your host, TZ, of course, joined by Tom Kissingberry. Nobody cares about that stuff. Uh, this is the Hot Take Recap episode number 95. We're joined by our good friend, Mike Willert. Uh, I'll just start there. We're going to go over all of our hot takes from previously in the season, and we're going to talk about how all Mike's uh, hot takes were pretty lukewarm, and that's why he did so well. Uh, before we go, Tom, Mike, how you doing, bud? <laughs> what? I was reading some of them, and I'm like, what? What's... Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing awesome. I, I Mike did all right, but he didn't get any right anyway. So we're just gonna, we're gonna be yeah, because you use a wax scoring system to judge everything, and, and it's all, it's all your fault. <laughs> yeah, the scoring system I call counting. It's a disaster. Um, yeah, peek behind the scenes. I left the guys waiting uh, tonight because all sorts of issues going on. So apologies, uh, boys. You two are the best, and I am the well, worst. Well, yeah, it goes without saying. Yeah, Nobody's right. special. Everybody stinks. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> We've got loads of hot stakes uh, to get through because obviously, when we did it, we all had a few beers and we got carried away. So uh, let's pile straight in. Um, so reminder: we sort of went through team by team and. We started doing more than one towards the end because everyone got a bit punchy. Um, We've just got a true or a false. That's it. So, first one, uh, the Cardinals. Uh, Sticky, that was you. Your hot take was there would be no top 12 linebacker or safety on this team. How do you feel about that? The the fact that Hassan Reddick, I guess, in this is a linebacker, all right, Uh, Jordan Hickson would do well. You know, I think the plan was um, Isaiah Simmons is going to get in there. It was just going to be a mess from fantasy perspective. I didn't consider how just how gross safety is, um, and Buda Baker, of course, safety too. Even if he had a, you know, even if Isaiah Simmons didn't <laughs> impact him in any way, he probably still would have been a top top twelve safety. Um, this year, I went hardcore on the hot takes. Okay, I've been chastised in the past for not being hot enough. So the fact that I only got <laughs> the fact that I only yeah, got one right my is just a testament is to my fullness. You're the, I mean, I you're the worst. <laughs> yes. well, there's our professional team. I was wrong. <laughs> All right, you were wrong. Move on. Let's go past it. Um, next one up. Ah, this was such a good prediction. Who wrote this one? Oh, it was me. Ah, very handsome prediction there. Um, next was the Falcons. <laughs> what a great 2020 they had. I said Keanu Neal would have more points than Jamal Adams. Turns out Jamal Adams had 20 sacks um, and smashed all sorts of records. But actually not that close. Keanu Neal, we're using NPLB scoring here, 239. Um, Jamal Adams, 253. So basically one good game away, but I was wrong, 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 wrong. So I suck. Yeah, I agree there. Um, Mike, you were the Ravens. Why don't you tell us what you went for, dude? Ravens, I said after years of Clayus Campbell being a, a top 10, top 15 DL, I said Clayus Campbell would not be a top 12 defensive lineman, and he finished as a DL 91. Um, and so he finished way out of the range. So I'll, I, it looks like that one was, was pretty good. Uh, and then, uh, Chuck Clark, I said would not, would be a top 12 safety. And he, according to you was just seven points away at a safety 14. Mm. Um, so I guess we're not, it's, it, I guess we're sits here. It's absolute. Either you're with us or against us. So we're not counting. We're not. We're not playing horseshoes. So close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. So I don't get credit for that one. But uh, you're either right he, or wrong, right? You can't be nearly pregnant. Yeah, you you're can't be nearly right. Not. But so, but he had a pretty. He had a better. He honestly had a better season than I thought. Um, I wasn't too. I didn't really believe in my take that he'd be a top 12 safety, I'll be honest. I just went with it because he was getting a lot of pub, and I just didn't, you know, I didn't like it to begin with. Um, but 
he actually did. Like I said, he actually did play a little bit better than than I expected. Um, the Ravens' defense as a whole, you know, they had some they had some pretty good contributors, uh, but I don't really think anybody really stood out, right? They had good players. They have good players, but nobody really stands out as like elite. Marlon right? Humphrey. Maybe. I mean, I'm clutching yeah. his draws here, and he had a pretty good season in the slot, yeah. but he was what, yeah, the, he the second most targeted player in the NFL. So, you know, yeah, how so. great was he? <laughs> so, but it's a good defense, I, like, as a whole, but it's it's not almost like the Patriots. Well, no, not like the Patriots, but, you know, there's <laughs> it's a good defense. It's a good yeah. unit. Oh, we talk about this all the time, right? To, defense is about yeah, your it, worst player, not about your yeah. best player. Uh, and the Ravens yeah. yep. don't have... Any massive stars, but they, they don't have any weak links yeah, well, think... apart from Patrick yeah. Queen, depending on your point of view. Let, let's go back well, to Calais Campbell. It's a, a well coached defense. Yep. <laughs> so, Calais Campbell, um, so you basically said he's not top 12 and then he finished 91. So, what you're saying is you hate every player and they're not. <laughs> well, I mean, well, for me, yeah. <laughs> I'm, so... When I say it, that's right. <laughs> Calais Campbell went, um, do you know, wow. he, was a, he was a Pro Bowl player this year. I, I think he was an All Pro. Which just, I mean, it doesn't blow my mind because people are terrible at voting for that stuff, but just shows you how ridiculous it was, right? Yeah, because clearly, Calais Campbell is not Calais Campbell anymore. When, when guys like him get voted in and Levante David can't get in, it's, you know, the, yep. the voting or however they determined is a little bit whack. Yeah, agreed. Right, let's move on. Let's keep moving. And uh, Buffalo Bills, who had an astonishing 2020. I don't think any of us saw it uh, defensively. Yeah, not the best, but who cares? Best best Bills season in certainly in my living memory. Uh, Sticky, your bet was they're going to have two double-digit sack linemen. How do they get on? Uh, no, so Jerry Hughes had four. Um, nobody else was better than that, so <laughs> that didn't go so well. You know, I think we, I think everybody's kind of expecting him to have a better producing defense but it was more of like we talked about just a good mm-hmm. unit um though i mean they didn't really i guess they, they i don't think they were overall as good as they were last year um Definitely right not. so you know their offense was awesome that's kind of been the, that was the turning point for them and then the defense took a small step back but you know it didn't matter when you're scoring 54 points you know a week or whatever um mike on the spot who are the the three best bills defenders like overall, like are you talking about defenses as a whole or like defensive linemen? Uh, just defense as a whole. Who are you going to pick? Um, I mean, if we're talking defense as a whole, I probably would have said, um, I'd probably say Jordan Poyer. Yeah. Um, I'd say Matt Milano, I think played better. I mean, that defense didn't play very well when he was out. He was clearly, at least from what I could tell, a real cog of that defense. And I'd say Poyer... Milano and maybe Tredavious White. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I'd go for that as well. Milano was obviously out quite a bit, uh, and that sucked. But I agree with you, and I think it's noteworthy that none of us even thought about saying Jerry Hughes, let alone any of the other pass rushers, or Ed Oliver. He was so disappointed. Jerry, Jerry Hughes has always kind of been that Brandon Graham. He gets pressure, but just doesn't convert. Yeah, yeah agreed. I think that's about pretty much where I was All going. Right, so, because, so he's a good because player. Because he's had a ton of pressure. Yeah, he's a good player. Even last year. And, you know, kinda, and he did too as well this year. Not as, not as efficient. You know, he is also a bit older and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So they, just, he just, they, they don't really have another guy, like a big a big time guy. Um, what was that? Steven Anderson? Not Steven Anderson. Oh, uh, Lorenzo. Mario Edison. Whatever his name was. Uh, he was there for such a long time outside linebacker. Alexander. Yeah, Lorenzo Isaac. He always was taking, yeah, taking pressure. I wouldn't say Lorenzo Niels. Do you remember him, the fullback from back I in the night? <laughs> and then they had Mario Addison, who I think yeah. also took us so, well, and, and none of us mentioned AJ Epineza, right? So just mm-hmm. off, off camera, we were talking about, uh, again, all of us expecting last year's rookie class to have a big step forward. AJ Epineza basically did nothing. Um, he was sort of raw anyway. He was adapting to that position. But he, he's an interesting guy for stepping up next year. All right, next team. Otherwise, we're going to be here till midnight. Ah, yeah. All right, the Carolina Panthers. This was me. My bet because because I'm a meanie uh, was Brian Burns plays under 600 snaps, and I was wrong. Uh, I was sadly wrong. He played 750. He was like seventh in snaps among edge players, something like that. 21st. Uh, there you go. 21st most at his position. Now, all of which was 
fairly obvious because everyone loved Brian Burns a lot more than me. So hands up, I was wrong, I suck. The interesting thing was I had to write a poem. We had a bet on air about it. I had to write a poem about you. So I've just done this. I forgot to write poems. I did it whilst we were chatting. Are you ready? Yep, I'm loving it. I owe you an apology, Mr. Tzikas. I was dead wrong on Brian Burns. Your statement was enough to pique us, and he deserved all the money he earned. I was pessimistic about his chances, and I absolutely should not have been. He had lovely edge-rushing dances that really got him seen. So, you are a super genius, and you're an extremely handsome man. You are much nicer looking than a penis, and much tastier than a flan. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That was not family-friendly at the end, but I'm very happy for it. (laughs) <laughs> no, that, that took a weird turn at the end. Yeah, I mean, flan, right? Who who likes flan? It's like the worst thing in the world. Isn't, I don't, I've only awful. had, I don't think I've ever had it, but it's like just caramel cream, right? Basically, it's baked, it's baked oh, yeah. custard. That sounds awesome. Yeah, like you're thinking of pudding flan. No, 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 this is this is like it's a bit like quiche, <laughs> like egg tart. It's horrific. Ugh. All right, I sucked on Brian Burns. Yeah, um, who are we up we're next? The Bears. Yeah, bears. I'm going to give you the intro um, here uh, for this one because uh, you went. Robert Quinn has more yep. facts than Khalil <laughs> Mack. So you live in the Midwest, don't you? Uh, you, you obviously, I do. the Midwest is, is, in my mind, about 20 minute drive from one side to the other. So basically, you live in Chicago. Um, how are Bears fans feeling about Robert <laughs> Quinn? I I don't know. That's not <laughs> entirely true <laughs> at all. Chicago's about six hours away. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this was my, uh, my, I guess my chance at maybe, uh, not payback, but recover, you know, uh, you know, the Leonard Floyd, oh. <laughs> and, uh, it's another Leonard, it's another Leonard Floyd, the makeup for Leonard Floyd. I was going to yeah. bring that up because last year you were like Leonard Floyd's going to hit whatever sacks, right? So, and, and I, I think Robert, Quinn, I was a year early. I was a year early on it. I was a year early on it. Quinn had a sack in like week four or something. And then. You know, everyone realised he was terrible and just didn't bother doing anything with him. So there's yeah. something going on about the Bears' edge rushers here. That's not good. Yeah, you you need help. I didn't realise Khalil. Ma- I didn't even realise Khalil Mack had nine. That's actually more than I thought he'd have because every every week it just seemed like he wasn't really doing much. So I was expect I was mm. actually uh, impressed that he had nine. Um, I was thinking about this earlier. I was I was out for my jog and I was thinking about defensive players as as you do. <laughs> And, you know, the same conversation that comes up every time uh, this time of year is Khalil Mack Hall of Fame. I don't think he's close. Nah, he's what are you close guys at all. He's a really good player, but he's not going in the hall. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, as, as of right now, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Amazing. Uh, I don't Given think that Normally, if, you, if you're one of the best players in your position, then everyone's like, yeah, 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 you're definitely going to the Hall of Fame. Well, you know, with yeah, well, I will, I will say... I don't think anyone thinks They that. are... The Hall of Fame is, is sort of... I mean, there obviously is stats involved, but it's a little bit of a... Um, uh, what's it called? The, the, the Pro Bowl is a popularity contest. Um, you know, it is. it mm-hmm. comes down to how many... Pro Bowls you get to, how many times you win championships, how many you know first team APs are on at a certain point, and he's very far far off that. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, the PFR uh, Pro Football Reference. They have a really good Hall of Fame monitor where they basically just have distilled out all the things that get you into the Hall of Fame. And he's so the average Hall of Fame outside linebacker is a 106 Hall of Fame monitor. He's down 83. So yeah, he, he's not in there. They don't think. Von Miller, I, I don't know. Von Miller is way more of a chance. He's he had a bigger impact on the Super Bowl and stuff like that. So that could be a close one as well. But um, yeah, I don't I don't think Khalil Mack gets in. He may you know he may be on the thing, but it's so hard to get in. And then when you retire the same year as Tom Brady or not Tom Brady, a couple of years from now, when you retire the same year as I don't know Stafford or something like that, you know you're going to be you know that's really really hard to get in. Really really hard to get in. Yeah, agreed. All right, um, we're on to Ohio. Ohio Heat. Um, so the Bengals. Uh, Sticky, what was your bet? Yeah, so... Your hot take, hot, I should say. Hot the, take. The whole point. Was uh, Akeem Davis-Gaither plays most snaps on the team, um, and he was the lowest of, like, the four guys that had got any majority of. So I was definitely wrong there. I just kind of thought, you know, once his athleticism hits the field, they don't care that there was no offseason or whatever, so... That did not turn out to be that way, and we've talked about it where they had a two guy, a two unit rotation, um, and he was on the the lesser of the two, and 
the less player of the two. So, yeah, he didn't really get out there, unfortunately. But I, I don't know. Jermaine Perez not very good. He wasn't very good. I just feel like, you know, there's the, I'm not ready to close the book on him. You know, obviously, I, th- I think he has um, that knee issue as well that, you know, we maybe see coming up in the future that kind of knocked him on draft day. So we'll see what happens. But that was definitely way off. I, we talked about this before, right? Um, when we recorded this podcast, we had no idea that it was going to be a, such a terrible year for defense and rookies were all going to suck. So, yeah, that's part of it. Uh, we're not trying to be accurate, so whatever. But All right, let's stay in Ohio. We're on to the Brownies. Um, sorry, Mike, I took them off. You can have them next year. So I made two for this one. Uh, a special bonus just for you. The first one, Miles Garrett is the DE1. I thought he was going to be the best defensive end in fantasy football. And I was so right. hot. He was that number was so two. Spicy. Close. Eleven points if off. He did, if, if, he, if he didn't miss those two or three weeks, those two weeks, if he didn't get COVID, he was well on his way. Yeah, I mean, I, it sucks. I, well, I was on really his way. close to being right, but my rules are the rules. If you're either wrong yep. or you're right, and I was wrong, so that sucks. <laughs> yep. Now the second one was a bit easier. I said no Browns linebacker in the top thirty, and I was right. Uh, top was B.J. Lu- Goodson, lukewarm. who was <laughs> only 39. <laughs> I mean, top 30? That's anyway, um, we, we were just talking about needs uh, off off camera. Uh, but the the Browns, if they can come up with a good linebacker and a good safety, that defense could turn around in a hurry, right? They haven't got them at the moment, but you know, the rest of it, there's some useful players there. Yeah, I think Mac Wilson looked... I definitely like Jacob Phillips. Mac Wilson looked better until he got hurt, do you rate? thought he was playing a bit in the beginning. Um... I will trade you him in Who? any league we're in. Matt Wilson. Who? <laughs> yeah, Did you say Matt Wilson? Uh, I, I think I he was injured him. at the start of the season. Yeah. And he came he, in after a while. Yeah, he was injured at the start of the season, and even when he was on the field, I didn't notice him at all. I think Taki Taki made more big plays than, than Wilson. I mean, Wilson had a pretty big play on Mahomes, but other than that, he, he never stood out. He's To me, he's just a guy, and I don't even see him back in Cleveland, to be honest. I, I tend to agree but I, I, tacky tacky is interesting I've, I've realized I've got a bit of a thing about linebackers who are who teams trust enough athletically to play in the slot there's him and Kevin Pierre Lewis and, and a few other guys and I find that incredibly tantalizing and, and tacky tacky is not the best player in the world at the moment but he's got mm-hmm. that and, and that gives him potential for me yeah I think Jacob Phillips is going to take I think Jacob Phillips is going to take a huge step in, in year two he made he stood out really to me when he was on the field nice all right. Either way, that that is a green tick. So, yep. We're, yeah, we're definitely we're learning a lot. <laughs> we're for, on for to next year. It's, it's super soft stuff, and then make sure you make two for every team, and that way you I guarantee. Giving it this. You guarantee. <sighs> That's the secret. You are such a hypocrite. You are the worst. <laughs> two for every team. I'm All right. Talking talking about hypocrites who are the worst. <laughs> let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Mike, what was your prediction? Demarcus Lawrence would be a top three defensive end, and it looks like he was pretty close, but again, missed it by a few points. Um, Alden Smith came out, shot out of the gate, but he tapered off. But Lawrence had a pretty good season once he got his mm. feet under him. So, um, but yeah, they're, I don't know what to make really of the Cowboys defense really um, much. But yeah, I, it was it was pretty close, you know, but he kind of returned to form. He was the guy I was targeting. Um, as a as a got in a lot of late rounds that you could you know he turned into kind of a plug and chug just turn him you know just set it forget it. Yeah, agreed. I I think a good thing to do with with people about Dallas is say who had a better season, Demarcus Lawrence or Alden Smith, Alden Smith, however you say it. And if people say Smith because he got the hype at the start of the season, you know they were mm-hmm. not paying attention. For me, Demarcus yeah. Lawrence, he's not in that top tier pass rush. You know, T.J. Watt, the Bosa brothers, Miles Garrett, a couple of others, Daniel Hunter. But he's definitely in that next tier of another eight players. So anywhere between sort of 7th, 8th, and 15th. Demarcus Lawrence is good. Sucks. Uh, you were ever so close uh, wrong. I, if it was up to me, I'd give you the point, buddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a really good one. I, I, I would say that was a really solid one. Especially since Demarcus Lawrence was like so far down on redraft stuff too. Like, I don't know. I got him like DL 78 in the yeah. league. Mm-hmm. It was just like, he was so far oh, yeah. down there. Um, yep. So that was, that was definitely a good one. I, I commend you. <laughs> All right, you're up. Uh, Mr. Seacass, uh, you're on the Denver Broncos. I, I mean, they were so bad, I sort of forgot they played in the <laughs> last year. I really wish we had <laughs> something set up if like, you could just turn off injuries and let the college championship <laughs> champions play the worst NFL team. 
just so we could finally put it to bed on if the, the Alabama, if Alabama could beat, you know, whatever the worst team is, the Jags or the Jets or whatever. Just because I we just want to know so bad. So, yeah, the Broncos are fitting that as well. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I had Bradley Chubb, more points about Miller. Fon didn't play, had COVID and all that stuff as well. Um, so, I mean, I'll take the win. Chubb had an, uh, just kind of like a medium year. Wasn't really that that fantastic. So, mm. you know, he probably wouldn't, it probably wouldn't have happened for me if, uh, if it didn't uh, go by injury. But, you know, a win's a win, I guess. Yeah, Bradley Chubb went to the Pro Bowl. Um, weirdly as well. I mean, obviously the Pro Bowl doesn't really count because out of the 11 starters, six of them are pass rushers. <laughs> um, so it's a little bit weird. Alright, next team up. Uh, oh, it's me with the Lions. Ugh, the Lions. The worst defense in living memory. Anyway, um, I said Tracy Walker is not a top 12 safety. Um, that doesn't sound very exciting now, but at the time he was being drafted as about the number 5 safety. Um, so I was always against that because I hate everybody. Mike is absolutely correct. I do. It's true. Um, he finished number 35. He was 40 points away, and he sort of sucks. He was pretty useless. So I'm taking that. Yeah, it's good. I think any, any sort of safety thing, you know, it's so hard to get predict that top group, as you know, um, you know, even from there on. So that's a good one, yeah. Very popular guy, very polarizing. So that was a good, good shot there. I, so... Question on that, because I've, I've been doing some maths on this uh, this week. So, what percentage, on average, um, and this is over the last 12 seasons, of top 12 safeties are a top 12 safety the next season? So, how many of those top oh. 12 repeat? Oh, it's got to be low. It's like 10 or 15%. So, you're both going for 1 out of 12, 11 new safeties every year? Uh, for the, uh, the, I could say like maybe 2 or 3. Yeah, two. So, okay, so we're at 20%. Yeah, about close. Um, so on average, 2.7. So it's 20, uh, 23% in the top 12. Yeah, I mean... So you look at last year's sense. top 12 safeties, and nine of them are unlikely <laughs> to be there this year. I mean, you look at it, that's why, that's is, why ranks are the way they are. I mean, you have five guys, you have Baker and uh, Buda Baker and, and yep. Durin James and all those guys that, after that, it's, it could be anybody, you know, and, and those guys have the best shot at kind of being in that group, so... That's kind of why they rank that way. I mean, I'm sure it's Buda Baker's definitely done it two years in a row, Jamal Adams two years in a row, and other guys got yep. hurt. And it's <laughs> that's your 2.7 right there. Yep, agree. Right, who's up next? Uh, Green Bay was me. I said, well, at the time, uh, Kamal Martin was getting a lot of hype and run. Uh, so I thought Kamal Martin was going to play the second most uh, snaps opposite Christian Kirksey. And. Uh, so the second most. So um, so did did Kirksey play the most? Yeah, Kirksey. And then uh, Barnes did was second. Him, yes. Martin was seven. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and Martin had 178. And um, I don't think that was yeah, bad, I was, Mike. I, I thought that was a decent no, guess. No, wasn't actually. bad I, at the time. I, and this is a really yeah. good example that when we recorded this in whatever it was, August, September. Um, mm-hmm. you, you're sort of looking at rosters, and, and we had no preseason last year, so yeah, we had nothing to go on. <laughs> right, this just... I was go- we were going on press, we were going on very limited yeah. reporting from training camp and beat reporters in training camp on defense. Are I mean, they're not out there watching the linebackers, are they? Let's put it that way. Well, no, they they are, but the reporting was limited this year. They couldn't give away who was nickel, who was sub packages. They basically they couldn't give away units. They couldn't give away it. They couldn't talk about any of that. Usually they do. Um, there, but the information I got to tell you, um, on the athletic was actually really good. So I'd say that's actually not too bad of, of, uh, of a subscription. Um, yeah, uh, great shout. Uh, all I hear is good things. Um, hands up. Uh, I, I'm trying to get a freebie subscription out of them in my day job. So, you know, I'm not going to pay for it. <laughs> but we'll see if we manage to do that. Uh, but the Athletic do have a great reputation. They put some good stuff out. So I, I don't think you had a bad bet there. I, I think that's just yeah. a good illustration of the sorts of shifts that we see from preseason. Uh, when we're looking at LB2 versus LB3 in a defense that mm-hmm. most of the time was playing only one linebacker, um, then yep. that sort of yep. stuff's going to happen. So n- no, nothing wrong with that. Right, next up, uh, Sticky, oh, one of the other worst defenses in living memory, uh, the Houston Texans, which I, I, I did a poll the other day um, on the over-under and three and a half wins, and more people went, took the under. They are just a car crash. Gosh, that's rough. I, I, that was a good over-bet there. It's not that hard to win 
accidentally yeah. win, accidentally yeah, win four right. games when you get to play the Jags, right? Twice a year. Um, but anyway, yeah. So mine was I went out, you know, I went hard on this one. I went JJ Watt DL one. He was number five. So you know, I was a, a bit off there. I could have said I could have said top five. I could have said top five would have been right, but I went with with DL one. Um, he was definitely a disappointment. Seeing on he looked tired. I mean, he looked just like I don't want to be out here. But um, top five. I mean, even even to be five is. Is, is decent, um, but, you know, I think he's one of those older yeah. vets that you're, like, really expecting to get good win-now production out of him. And he was okay. I mean, if you have a deep starting lineup and, you know, or even, like, maybe like a true position type thing, like, he was good, um, but not, not DL1 good. Top five at a scarce position is, mm-hmm. is super yeah. valuable. It's just... He's JJ Watt, right? So we find that disappointing because he's JJ Watt and he's going to the Hall of Fame. All right, so gun to your head. Um, is JJ Watt a Texan next year? Sticky. Yes. Mike. No. Yeah, I'm. I'm going no as well. Good. Now we've got some drama. That's <laughs> <laughs> set up nicely. All right, <laughs> let's stay in the AFC South. This is my favourite part of doing it alphabetically. When you get Houston, Indy, and Jacksonville all in alphabetical order, it's lovely. Um, oh no, it's me, the Colts. Um, so I went for Rocky Sin. Is a top six cornerback. I'm. That was a that's that's good. Game. That's spicy. Um, obviously, it was wildly wrong. <laughs> it was it was nowhere near being close. He basically got dropped. Um, he was still playing towards the end of the season, but he was playing thirty snaps a game. So he finished number sixty-five. Um, I was. All the wrong, but that's what happens when you bet on corners. So, move on. Done. Um, let's talk about the Jags. Another defense that were amongst the worst in recent history. Mike, what did you go for, buddy? Well, Rondy Harrison would be a top 10 DB, but he got <laughs> traded. Um, and I, I, went, I said Miles Jack would get double-digit tackle efficiency, and it looks like the, that he, he did for once. Uh, Jack actually played very – he did – I mean, he completely blew away my expectations. I think with, I mean, even when, when Jack was playing outside a few years ago, um, when, when Telvin Smith was around, even still, he was playing a, a, a ton of snaps, but his efficiency wasn't there. So uh, is it a little, I mean, Joe Schobert just came in and, and maybe put him in position to make plays and allowed him to make some plays, but, you know, he, he had a, a really good season and... I got to tell you what, what I find most satisfying, as much as I wanted Joe Schobert to be on the Browns, he could have been, stayed on the Browns. First week of the season, Joe Schobert tweets out, 1-0, it feels great. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> because the Browns had never won, had I don't think have won a season oper, opener no. forever. It's so been like 11 Schobert years or something stupid, isn't it? It's, yeah, something dumb. But Joe Schobert tweets out, 1-0, and it feels great. And life comes at you fast. <laughs> didn't get any. Yeah, life cut. Meanwhile, they're one in fifteen, and the Browns <laughs> got the divisional round. So, yeah. <sighs> so I'm I'm going to go off on a tangent here, and apologies. Um, today was the first weekend of the Six Nations in rugby union, which is the best sporting competition. Um, and we played Scotland. Scotland came down to London to play England. The last time Scotland won in England was 1983. Um, I was only four. Sticky, you weren't even born yet, obviously. Um, CDs had just been released. That's how long it was. What year? 1983. I was six. Yeah, and they they won by five points. So uh, your brownies um, on week one, I I was going to say I know how it feels, but, you know, England always win because we're really good. So I don't know how it feels, but I just wanted to get my pain out there. Oh yeah, it sounds like it's we're pretty much on par. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds the same. Yeah, we only won two trophies last year. It was really hard. <laughs> I mean, uh, rugby union is a great game, right? But it's basically it's just ex-colonial nations that play and a couple of others, so it's not really very fair. <laughs> is it sevens or? Uh, anyway, no one cares uh, about okay. that. No, fifteen uh, sevens is just the little skinny guys with the smart haircuts. Fifteens uh, is the big uh, hefty guys rolling around in the mud. It's great. Yeah, it's definitely a thing, that's for sure. All right, we'll move on. We'll go to Kansas City. We talked about Willie Gay a little bit before we jumped on here, but I said he's top rookie LB. He wasn't even close, but, uh, you know, we, we thought he had. When he did play, he was played well, and they didn't seem to agree with, you know, his IDP stats when they looked at it. Uh, and by that, I mean Kansas City Chiefs are like, this guy's scoring a ton of points. Like, that's not what we want. So uh, they decided for him not to play as much. But we're happy with it. Obviously, Patrick Queen and Kansas Murray played much more and we're much better so 
we are we've all agree in agreement really gay the future is bright um you know that's kind of it's kind of the, the rookie the rookie season situation we're just kind of seeing what we can get if it looked good on the field we're happy if they didn't play much we're not taking it too, too much away from them so i'm happy to i'll take a loss on that one it was a good good one good take it still astounded me that they would look and say, Anthony Hitchens, yeah, we're going to continue. To <laughs> yeah, we talked about this a lot, you know, defense, like like Tom said. Or, or Damian Wilson. Yeah, like Tom said, like, it's yeah. the weakest link. And if you don't know exactly what coverages need to happen, you're that you're not worth it. It doesn't matter how fast you are or whatever. That's a free play, and I mean, you can't have that. So defenses were, were rough this year, absolutely. So, Mike, just before we went on air, you were talking about how, how bullish you are on Willie Gay uh, next year, and, mm. and I think you're right. Uh, have you been trying to trade for him in Dino Leagues, or are you just looking forward to the redraft season? Um, just pretty much looking forward to, to, to redraft season. Um, I, will, I, I will be honest. Um, that's a lot of what I focus on, yep. and I'm still very, it, 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 I'm still very, very green when it comes to Dynasty. No, it totally makes sense. Um, the reason why I was just yeah. going to ask her and see what sort of the going but, rate was. But if I were in Dynasty, he would be definitely a trade target of mine. If I had if I had Dynasty leagues, I would be absolutely throwing out offers for Gay. It's really interesting, right? Because we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, basically, we all know that most 2020 rookies are going to be better next year. It was just one of those years, and everyone sucked. But I'm I'm unconvinced if the deals are out there because a lot of people that drafted. Willie Gay or whichever defensive player high, they're thinking just the same and, and they liked him more than we mm-hmm. did in the first place because they were the guy that drafted yeah. him so yes. I, I don't yep. know if you can get bargains or not so the guy we talked about was Alex Highsmith and I, I went out and offered for him like mm-hmm. everywhere and I got one share of him for a, for a decent price mm-hmm. and it's just, it, it's hard yeah, we, we I talk mean, about they, yeah, they're gonna, they, yeah. yeah I think you're going to see it both ways where you know there are people who not everybody listens to this podcast and everybody's like super deep into stuff so you know they they hit, hit the positional what i know they hit the pos- everyone listens <laughs> to this they hit the positional uh sort and click linebacker and pick the next guy off the list because they're like i need a linebacker so not necessarily everybody yep. i think when you talk about high smith mm-hmm. you know they look at his year to date what did he do last year he had, he had an okay year and then you look at Willie gay who's got 64 points um and you know then you're like okay i don't really know exactly too much about this guy so I think their deals can be out there. Obviously, like you said, if you know, if you if you like Willie Gay, we like Willie Gay through the process. Um, you know, you can go to the combine, but he had a good pro day and all that stuff. So, you know, I could see someone who knows their stuff not wanting to give up on it. But you know, it's it's worth it to call out guys and and you know how it is, Tom. If, if we ask for an IDP player, we're not getting him. There's no way. Um, you gotta be sneaky. Oh yeah. You gotta be so oh, yeah. sneaky, so <laughs> sneaky. It doubles, it triples the price. Um, so be, be lucky if you don't have to deal with that. <laughs> But I'm not. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Next team, uh, the Chargers. Um, oh, we're heading into the off-season, so everyone is suddenly about to decide the Chargers are amazing. I, it was me. I went for two. I went for Derwin James, leads the team in solo tackles. That's a good bet. It was obviously true because he missed the season. And poor one out for Derwin James because the NFL is a worse place without Derwin James. Super interested to see what happens to him next year, by the way. Um, and the other one was the Chargers finished bottom of the NFL in pressures. They did the year before, and in hindsight, that was a stupid bet because that's not a very, um, it's not a very sticky thing. Ha, sticky. Anyway, um, they they finished nineteenth in the end, two hundred and fifty-two. Um, the team that finished bottom pressures, I would ask you, but you've seen the answer, was the Vikings. The Vikings had less pass rush than any other team, which is surprising still to me. I guess that's what happens when you don't have Danielle Hunter or Everson and Everson Griffin. Right, but it's Mike Zimmer, right? He, he, he's such a good defensive coach. DBs are his bag, but he can still coach pass rush. And yeah, I know the people they had out there were not top. Um, but this is really interesting. So we talk about the Vikes, and, and you go, they were bottom impression. And everyone, of course, absolutely rightly goes, well, that's what happens when you want Daniel Hunter. You're totally right. But at the same token, people go, oh, the Chargers are a good pass rushing team when they are massively dominated by Joey you know, Bosa. And there really isn't another good pass rusher. Do you know team. the difference there? Jerry Tillery. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously. I will say, though, <laughs> Melvin Ingram is not great, but he's a lot better than... DJ Woonham? I don't know how else the Vikings even had out there. Yeah. DJ uh, Wonham, yeah, right? Uh, 
They become Seattle. <laughs> they become Seattle now without yeah. Danelle yeah. Hunter. It's like, ugh. There's what was your other one, Tom? Yeah, but one of them was, uh, what, a fifth? Fifth round draft pick, something yeah, like that, and, and he might have been their best edge. <laughs> he's good. He's, he's a. I remember writing him up. Just a solid player, not a ton of upside, but pro ready, definitely. Mm. All right, let's move on. Um, Rammies, Mike, are the most glamorous team in the NFL, and if I was picking a, a jersey to buy, I would go for their bone chain strip because I love it. What bet did you make? I had Micah Kaiser would hit ninety solos, and he. He got hurt, lost his job. I think he ended up playing in nine games. So I'm going to take it as a win because if you extrapolate his solos over the next seven games, he would have hit 90 solos. So I am going – so in my case, I usually don't – you know, if if the extrapolation is in my favor, I I think I should get win. I think I should get a win on this. But, uh, but no, he he didn't play – he had a couple of games where, you know, he – he had a couple of double-digit solo games. Um, I know he had. I thought he had. Uh, no, that was somebody else. Reader had a couple of multi-sack games. But yeah, I mean, Kaiser was just one of those guys. It was. It was. They. It was a body. So I figured, you know, outside of him getting hurt, um, or and uh, you know, he was on the field for the majority of the snaps for most of the season uh, until injury. But um, and then Troy Reader came in and pretty much um, snapped him out of existence. It was a good bet. I, I liked that Kaiser bet as well. I, I bought a ton of him mm-hmm. after the year mm-hmm. before. Um, and in hindsight, I should have sold after week one. That was his big game, I think. Week one or week two, something like that. And I I didn't. That was stupid. So I, nothing wrong with that. Totally get why you made the bet. Um, and we know that linebackers in one linebacker systems are really, really efficient. So look at the Chargers mm-hmm. yep. next year because they're going to be doing that. Um, but it sucks. Never mind. Um, let's stay in California. Oh, that's embarrassing. Two years out of date. Sorry, not in California anymore. In Nevada, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Sticky, who'd you go? Yeah, for? I had Jonathan Abram. What did I say? Top, uh, very random number. Top eight safety. Top eight. Yeah, he was uh, thirty-three. Missed some time. Didn't play great. Um, he didn't look great, but you know he had some flashes in there. So I don't know. Like I, I definitely mm-hmm. moved him down my list a little bit in my ranks just because. He did play. I mean, he played a pretty good chunk of game. I think I don't think he even actually technically missed a game. He just uh, didn't play in, in a couple, um, but no blanks on there. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to deal with him. I, th- I think he's kind of in that the top of that second group, to the second tier, maybe in like the middle of it or so, just when it starts to get crazy. But there's, I mean, I don't think you can. His his style fits into the top echelon, but I don't I don't think they're they use him that way. I don't think he's kind of reached that either so I'm happy to move him down a little bit uh, we're going to talk I'm about hoping the new DC will help yeah I I'm, I'm totally agree with you Mike um, but go into detail sir tell me why that's going to be a winner for him what me yeah sorry I interrupted I, I, you, so you oh no I, I just think it's going to help because I, I don't think from what I remember Gunther didn't really play uh, played more high safety than than anything, and you know, Abram would come in and, and play up front, uh, play up close on a you know handful of snaps every every week. But I think the new defensive coordinator hope realizes, all right, this guy can make an impact here at the line of scrimmage. Hopefully, that's where he's going to play. Plus the fact that um, the linebackers are still a little shaky. Um, I know Littleton dropped off, and I know they you know Morrow stepped up, but uh, but I I'm hoping that's kind of what well, uh, Abram kind of plays a little bit closer this this season. I'm massively with you. Um, Gus Bradley has taken over. So we talked about Derwin James just now. I mean, we talked about this back when Abram um, got drafted, right? He, he was, in in our hindsighty armchair fan uh, opinion, he was never a fit for a two deep system. It, it didn't. It wasn't his game at all. Because um, he's bad in coverage. Abram isn't right. a coverage safety. And, and I, I hate trying to pretend that we know more than coaches, uh, but it mm-hmm. always seemed obvious, so we'll take a little bit of credit. But in Gus Bradley's system, which is the strong safety Derwin James is basically an extra linebacker, that is massively John Abram's uh, role. So so I think he's he's one of my favorite safety buys, actually, even though I don't think he's very good. It's all about opportunity. Yeah, agree. Right, talking about opportunity. Volume, volume equals opportunity. <laughs> a, a team that stepped up and, and did fantastically well with their opportunity last year the Miami Dolphins possibly the most improved defense in the NFL 
So my bet was Shaq Lawson and Manny Ogba and Kyle Van Noy combined for fewer than 12 sacks between the three of them, which in hindsight was pretty punchy. Um, it, I was wrong. They got 17 and a half between them. So not a million miles away. But Emmanuel Ogba had, had just a weird, weird season because I paid a lot of attention to him. I, I was watching him quite a lot and he was never very good. But he piled up a ton of pressures and he piled up a load of sacks and he got the numbers. But he, he, he's still the same guy. He just wasn't very good. He was just the top 10 in all the stats. And I, I don't really know how those things fit together. I watched him in Cleveland. He had a really decent rookie year and then it was just like he just turned into a guy. Um, and you could kind of see he was responding to some coaching in Kansas City. But, you know, just looking at even some of the, you know, watching some of the, the All-22 and just kind of seeing, he, he, has, he got himself some moves and he played pretty, played well. I mean, obviously, you, you know, he, he became really efficient. So it's a, you know, you find a, you know, a system fit him. And he got another, you know, he got coached up pretty well. So hats off to him. I, yeah, he, he certainly impressed. I, I would feel I feel worried about him though. So he had a oh, really sell good high. season. I'd, it paid I off would, well. I would totally sell high. Yeah, you, I would totally sell high on him. He's, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure he's not going to do that again. So uh, good luck to him. I, I hope he bought himself a house on the proceeds. All right, next team up. Uh, the Vikes. We talked about them a little bit. Mike, um, talk to me about Minnesota. Harrison Smith would lead the team in interceptions, and it looks like he did with four. Uh, Kendricks and Eric Wilson both had three. So. Um, I think Anthony Harris got a lot of the run at safety last year, and I think he was getting a lot of hype. But I think, you know, Harrison Smith, I think, is still one of those uh, forgotten players. I think he's still a really good player. Yeah, agree. I, I love your your um, character here, by the way. You're like, yeah, I was right. Ain't no ting. Oh, I was gonna. Yeah, of course I'm right. I'm I'm Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely interesting that there's no no other safety or or defensive back had three even. That's seems pretty rare for it to be a safety and then two linebackers. It's pretty rare, I feel like. They had a really bad second there. Uh, they have a bad You think it would be good, overall. but... Yeah, I was surprised that Harris had the drop-off. I was really surprised at kind of Harris's drop-off, but overall, cornerbacks are... I don't think they were very good. Uh, they had a lot of rookies. I think they had, like, Jeff Gladney and, Gladney and Cameron, um, Cameron Dantzler. Yeah. Really not good. All right, here's my here's my quiz in Minnesota. So Anthony Harris played. Oh, that is uh, 1,075 snaps. Harrison Smith played 1,031 snaps. Who was the Minnesota Viking safety that played the third most snaps? And it's a player you've both heard of. I'll give you a thousand kisses if you get it right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so weirdly, it was George Loka. Um, you remember him? Bengals. Oh god, Ex- from Cincinnati. Ex- Bengals guy. He was still in the league. Yeah. It, well, right. I, I, so I thought I was writing this up for some reason the other day. I thought he was out of the league in 2019, and he played special teams somewhere. But weird, right? So George Loka played 45 snaps, um, 43 of which were in week <laughs> four, and he was their number three wow. safety. So basically, those guys were just out there the whole season, which is incredible. All right, I'm. Yeah, All right, I'm next. Um, yeah, you're up with the Patriots, your favorite oh, absolutely. team. Absolutely, everyone knows that. Um, I had Jawan Bentley as a top 15 linebacker. I was very far away, linebacker 46. I, I think it was like what, week one, he had a good week or week two, but that did nothing. They, that whole team was just an absolute mess. They linebackers weren't good. Nobody was good. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel going forward. I don't know if I. I, I don't know if I'm going to move them too much around, but. Definitely not top 15. That was that was spicy for sure. The only guy I was really targeting on the mm. Patriots is Adrian Phillips. And other than that, I was off on everybody. Uh, well, we talked about Lawrence Guy last week. I'm a big fan of Lawrence Guy. I think he gets hugely uh, disrespected. But, yeah, good shout. It, it's just not a defense that tends to deliver IDPs. Right, let's talk about a much better defense that does deliver IDPs, the Saints, um, if they've got enough money to pay everybody last year or next year. Um, so my bet was Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport would both hit double-digit sacks. 
Um, they barely got double digits between them. So <laughs> that was wrong. Uh, Cameron Jordan got eight. And Marcus Davenport um, was massively outshone by Trey Hendrickson and only got two sacks. So this is why you don't pay multiple firsts for a pass rusher because this, this stuff happens all the time. I, I'm still a big fan of Marcus I like Davenport. The I, I like the take. <laughs> I like the take when you know when you made it yeah. thought, just didn't work out I, I, I mean this is what happens in defense yeah football, I, right? I so thought that one was a slam dunk actually so I'm kind of like eight and two but of course you know that one this time <laughs> you know if you had said two rushers get more than double the sacks then you would have been probably a little bit closer right because Hendrickson had like 14 or something like that so yeah a little bit closer but still <laughs> wrong, still wrong. <laughs> so I'm a big boy yeah. I can take it. Right, the Giants. Uh, do you remember the Giants? Remember when they were a football team, like back in 2014? <laughs> this was this was funny. This was more of like a hate hot take. I didn't <laughs> want to say it, so I'm kind of glad I got this one wrong because I just don't like Jabril Peppers. I don't know why. Hmm, he, weird. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know. I just I don't. You're a Browns fan, so. He had some good plays, but I, 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 I yeah, you just, I guess... Jabril Preppers prevented, I guess, my team from getting Deshaun Watson at the time. Oh, that's I see. why I that, probably that's how it don't works, like huh? him. So, <laughs> and when he was here, he was he played off in Lake Erie <laughs> because that's how far away from the line of scrimmage he was. The angel, um, but but yeah, Greg Williams used him really wrong while he was here. But anyway, yeah, I, I said Jabril Preppers would be a top five DB, and he finished as a DB fifteen, which I'm happy. I was kind of happy to get this one wrong. We should have a fight on this one because Sticky is like Jamal yeah, I love missing Jabril Peppers. I just liked his college. He was kind of one of those like not first, but one of the early linebacker safety hybrid type guys. And then he went to the Browns and yeah, uh, what's his name? Um, played him super, super, super far. Like you said, Lake Erie, which is a lake in uh, one of the Great Lakes out there. <laughs> <laughs> He played really far away. You know, your safety ten, okay? So like DB fifteen is a little, little, little rough, but uh, yeah, I don't hate safety ten. I'll say that. <laughs> All right, talk to us the team and you like a lot more. Uh, tell us about the Jets. Yeah, yeah, so I took Avery Williamson, top twelve linebacker, who's LB thirty five. He got traded mid season to the uh, Steelers and played much better yep. on the Steelers than he did on the Jets. <laughs> didn't yeah, yeah, didn't, yeah. didn't play so, much at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, d- I doubt that continues in any form. Um, I don't know what he would have been if he had been on the Steelers the whole time. <laughs> probably a little better, but you know, probably see Devin Bush, you know, get back in there as well. But they tend to play two guys every now and then, so. Um, he was on a trajectory, though. Yeah. I mean, he was playing. I mean, he once he got once he got his feet under him, the, he was playing pretty well with the Jets. Yeah. And then the Jets said, "We can't <laughs> have people good. playing well, so we gotta get rid of him." That's a takeaway. He, was too <laughs> he, good. he basically had five weeks where he was a full time player, right? Um, it was just he he missed the first game and a half, and then he got traded. So weird season. I, I hope he ends up with a job next year because I'm a fan. Yeah, he played well yeah. both. I mean, at least from an IDP perspective. So, you know, if he had just yeah, right, like. Made that played the first game, played the other game. You know, wasn't traded midseason. It probably would have been a little better. <laughs> yeah, if we had some cheese, we'd have a cheese and ham sandwich. If we had some ham, <laughs> yeah, that's about right. That's all my uh, <laughs> fancy takes, pretty much. All right, so all right. let's talk about another team silly. who were enormously disappointing. Yeah, the Eagles. We all went for a bet on the Eagles. I, I can't remember why, but I'm sure it made sense at the time. Uh, we'll do I think m- you all. Have, I think you all wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mike, you went first. Um, what was your lukewarm take? Uh, Josh Sweat would have more sacks than Derek Barnett. Oh, I can't believe you've got a point for this, but I can't believe it. Hey, six is more than five and a half. <laughs> five and a half is math and. <laughs> yes it is <laughs> getting a half sack because some other bloke got to him on the other side I'm, I'm, I think it's silly but whatever you were right it counts it's a point congratulations sir I've never felt more admiration and brotherly love wow. than I brotherly love very nice nicely done alright next up uh, Adam Seacus Philly's favourite son what was your um, hot take uh, I had that three I went full on homer I went three players of double digit sacks nobody did nobody did nobody was close 
No, no point in trying to get a sack when you can. When yeah, you, when I'm, player, your receivers are open within three yards all the time. After three yards, are open. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just move on. <laughs> so, uh, a bit weird though, because the the Eagles were were still a decent pass rushing team last year. They yep. they just didn't have a lot of sacks, and they didn't have a lot of sacks that dropped in one place. Pretty much the opposite of the Packers, who were not a good pass rushing team at all. But all of their sacks went to Zaria Smith. So everyone still thinks he was sort of an all-pro player again. Um, opposite of that. Weird how it works. Um, mine was similar to you. I went Derek Barnett. Breaks out. I still don't know what breakout means. Um, with double-digit sacks. And he had five and a half. So wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong. Well done, Mike. You bossed it, buddy. Uh, and then it looks like I've got a, a couple in a row here. Um, Pittsburgh. Bud Dupree have more sacks than TJ Watt. And that was a wrong uh, Watt finished with 15. Dupree had eight. He was on pace, though. I mean, he was till his injury. He was he was having a really solid season, and that just goes to show. You know, you play opposite someone like T.J. Watt, you're going to have your opportunities. Um, I will even if we do a, a hot take next year, I will still have Minka outside my top 30 safety, even though I finished in uh, safety 21. I still will have him as not a top 30 safety. I'm with you. Um, but um, yeah, those were were both wrong. Um, let's talk about Bud Dupree quickly, because he's a free agent. He got franchised last year. Uh, Steelers have not got any money at all. Um, so it, I mean, it's going to be a weird free agency anyway, but is someone going to go after Bud Dupree and go like, you've been yeah, pretty good for two will. or three yeah. years. Let's give you a load of money. I mean, he'd instantly be the best edge rusher on the Jags, the Jets, the mm-hmm. Texans, the Raiders, all of those teams, right? 19 and a half sacks over the last two seasons. Yeah, someone's going to throw some money in. We'll see. Well. I mean, it's going to be a weird market. I mean, obviously, actually, I do think the cap is going to go up about $10 million than they were projecting already. So we'll see um, with all that. But it will be an interesting market. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. You can, you can have Bud Dupree. You can go get Romeo Aquara. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to throw money at Bud Dupree. So, um, uh, yeah, I agree. He'll definitely get a, a pretty decent deal um, from somebody. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to seeing free agency this year because we, we, we've seen the Roto World uh, sort of um, blurbs appear in the last couple of days. You know, insert your random veteran player who's on seven to ten million dollars this year, and it's all like, oh, is he going to get released? Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I think we will see a lot of those vets because teams are going to go, I, I can't pay ten million to my number three pass rusher anymore, like a Stephen Weatherly, like I did last year, it's going to have to be closer to five million. So a lot of those guys are going to be let go for, you know, five million cap saving, and probably teams are going to be going, well, I'll give you a bit of money, just not as much as you got last year. And that is going to change the landscape. It should be fascinating. And so we are off to Seattle. Yeah, that's yours, I think. So, yeah, Seattle, uh, I had jo- Jamal Adams lead the team in sacks, and he did. Yeah, that's good. My applause because, for because you. No, that was a great. Nobody gets, nobody gets sacks in Seattle. I knew. I just know there's nobody there. There's nobody there. There. I mean, Clowney. Well, I mean, even if they brought back Clowney, he doesn't get any sacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Clowney sucks. I mean, uh, fair enough. Yeah. You saw it, dude. Um, it was a good shout. I, I can see why he went it. Uh, it was amazing. And number two was Jaron Reed. Jaron Reed's a really interesting uh, player. He led all interior players in pass rush mm-hmm. snaps, which sounds weird until you realize he spent half the time playing legitimate edge anyway, just because that's what the Seattle uh, front looks like. So great shout, buddy. Um, you deserve that one. Um, Sticky, you had a couple of Seahawks ones. I, I've no idea why. No idea why. I don't know why. Uh, but looking at them now, they're not very good. Um, <laughs> I put Jordan Brooks plays most snaps. That was a very hot take. And LJ Collier lead the team in sacks. Uh, also very hot. Um, yeah, no, neither of those were even close. Not even close. But that's okay. I, 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 I will feast on my courage and my boldness, like I talked about before. That'll sustain me. <laughs> I mean, not close. That's harsh. If you triple Jordan's uh, <laughs> snaps, then he'd finish second. So that's not bad. Uh, he'd be very close first, yeah, if you triple. LJ Collier, yeah. Boy, yeah, that was awesome. Oh, what, what was it? What was it? What was it? It was that uh, that yes. Penn State meme that they put out. Uh, Penn State, a uh, Penn Stater has played in every single five. Super Bowl except these five. So, you know. You know. <laughs> yeah. Bobby Wagner, you know, Jordan Brooks led the Seahawks in snaps if it weren't for yeah, Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright, you know. <laughs> yeah, those are bad. Let's, uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I want to see more Jaren Burks. We'll see more Jaren Burks next year, I think. Um, and and LJ Collier was just very yeah. strange, very strange. And uh, even when they drafted him, it was strange. And his playing time last year was strange. He got hurt, and then now it's strange again. And he has done absolutely nothing. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, agreed. All right, talking about edge rushers who who actually are good. Uh, for the 49ers, my bet was Nick Bosa leads the NFL in pressures. And, of course, how many pressures did he get? <laughs> as many as you and I. I, I. Yeah, I think it was zero. I, he played like 60 snaps or whatever, but you know, he did, did nothing. He got hurt. Played barely one game, so that sucks. Um, second one. Did he get zero? Did he actually get zero, or did he manage one or I, two? I don't in know. The, as soon as I said that, I, okay. I realized I should have looked it up. <laughs> I did not, I'm guessing. Yeah, I didn't even think he played a game, too. but yeah, um, either way, whatever. I think he got hurt early in game two, but I, I don't know. All right, second bet I made was Fred Warner is not a top 20 linebacker. So, again, coming back to, similar to Tracy Walker, uh, Fred Warner's getting drafted very, very high, like top five linebacker, and I didn't think that made sense at all. Um, and everybody was sitting there now, of course, Fred Warner's amazing. And NFL terms, he really, really was good. He totally, totally progressed and he was great. But in IDP terms, he was still only LB15. So 15 points away from not being a top 20 linebacker. I, I don't think that's massive. Um, and, and that's not any sort of great insight. It's just, even if you're a really good linebacker, yeah. Being top twenty is hard because there's forty good lines. It's definitely right. He's right in that range for sure, and it's it is. You know, like there's so many. Like you said, fifteen points moves him five spots back. Mm-hmm. That's it. Fifteen points. That's a, a three tackles. You know what yeah. I mean? A couple assists. That's one yeah, game, one right? Game, exactly, or less. Um, especially when you're like him, you're putting up huge games. But uh, yeah, so 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 <laughs> definitely in there for sure. All right, Mike, uh, it takes us on to the Super Bowl home team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I had two. I had Shaq Barrett would not hit double-digit sacks, and uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how I got that one right, but, yeah, you said he, had, yeah, he was a pressure monster, and given what he's been doing in the playoffs, I thought I was going to get that one wrong. But, uh, and then Antoine Winfield was weird. One pick. I I mean, he had a, you know, he had actually, he was really, I think he was just really, he was a really good player, but boy, just one pick. That was kind of pretty strange. I mean, he was the box safety, right? on tackles. Out of those guys, um, then um, he yeah. was mostly in the box. So uh, interceptions yep. is just a lottery whenever you pick Yeah, ra- yeah. Yep. So we should talk about this. So I'm, I'm increasingly convinced that interceptions is a quarterback stat um, or a, or a offensive line stat and not a defensive player stat but but people still quote interceptions like this guy had five picks this week like Kevin Bayard uh, a couple of years ago and Eddie Jackson and people will go oh he's just a playmaker he's a playmaker who'll make stuff happen and you know that's just not true it it doesn't doesn't stay around Europe and how many interceptions are off but we all still off of tip balls or you know off someone's knee you know how many of those right like uh, it's it's one of the worst stats but any turnover is going to be highly um, you know, if you if you get a couple force if you get a couple fumbles recovered, not even force fumbles, then you have a nose for the ball. You know, it is like kind of a, another made up um, <laughs> way to describe something. So, yeah, yeah, agreed. That Shank Barrett one, I, I'm hurting for you there, Mike, because uh, I, I think he led the NFL in um, uh, in pressures, and and still you, you managed to get that one right. So good work, buddy. All right, two left. Um, the Tennessee Flaming Thumbtacks. Sticky, what'd you go for? Yeah, I had Jeffersons would have 12 sacks. He ended with just three. So, a bit, bit off there. I think we all kind of expected a better year from him, but it just, it was, he, he was not close, played, you know, almost, <laughs> but it was 850 snaps. Had a good number of pressures, I believe, but just didn't really convert them into sacks, so... Yeah, he was a little disappointing. Um, obviously, he's a defensive tackle, right? So it's not like, I mean, hopefully people weren't paying too much up for him, but it was definitely disappointing from, from what we wanted to see. What I wanted to see. <laughs> he had a good season. I, I thought he was a good player and he did well. It's just sacks are, are difficult to predict from an interior player, uh, especially on the yeah. Titans because they suck. <laughs> sure did. All right, Tom. Give us the last one. Um, and... Last team, the the Washington football team. Ah, I can't wait till they've got a proper name because it's stupid. 
So um, I went for John Bostick is the Washington football team's top linebacker. And incredibly, I, I can't believe I was right on this one. That was right. He was, he was their best linebacker. Thomas Davis showed his age and didn't do anything. Kevin Pierre-Lewis um, sort of failed. Sean Dion Hamilton was Sean Dion Hamilton, which we've come to realise is just enormously disappointing and not really good at anything in the NFL. And there was probably some other guy that I can't remember. Um, Cole Holcomb. Oh, yeah, Cole Holcomb. Uh, so a lot of people like Cole Holcomb, but he sort of missed. He, he wasn't really playing at the start of the season. It didn't really happen for him. He's, he's still probably the most the most potential laden of those players, but John Bostick had the best season. So Yeah, I like Cole Holcomb, but somehow John Bostick as usual. Somehow John Bostick. The John Bostick story. Just weird. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's come back. So we should have recapped this, by the way. Every year, our, our aim with hot takes is probably to only get about one in four, one in five right, something like that. We're, we're trying to stretch the boundaries of reality by being a bit silly with it um, and illustrate things that might happen. However, it's still a competition because uh, we're all competitive blokes. So right at the bottom, Adam Seekus, you were... You I was the off. most... You got one right. I'm pretty sure you've never no, won. No, first year. I went back and looked already. Oh, you did? Yeah, back in 2018. I think we each have a win now, actually. But, oh, well, sorry. Well, I don't know. We don't know who won this year yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, right. uh... So, you I got one right. Most, and would you like to tell us which your, your one was correct the most answer hot. was? I was the hottest of takers. Okay. I think that's that's the takeaway here. Um, no, okay. Go. But the one that I had... The one that was my single correct um, was early on... Oh, was, was Bradley Chubb getting <laughs> really getting hurt. <laughs> and it was because of an injury. Right. I took a lot of notes. I took a lot of notes. I'll be back next year with it, with a vengeance. With a vengeance. <laughs> yeah, you suck. All right. So, which means was it TK or Mike? Uh, who got it right? Of course, it was Mike. Mike got six right. Congratulations, buddy. Um, I've I've finished my beer, but cheers to you. <laughs> He's standing up and yes, celebrating. Congrats, congrats, I wish man. you guys could these see are, it because it looks amazing. These, <laughs> these are always fun and. I, I I think the real winner is everybody who listens because I think everybody who listens to this always has a good time with it and I always we always get good comments on it. So I think the real winners are our listeners because then they can point fun at us and say, Hey, you guys have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Um yeah, it's, like I said, it's nice. <laughs> I, yeah, and it's it's totally deserved because we get all sorts of silly yeah. things wrong. Uh but you know that that shows yeah, what the, the business so of predicting defense yeah, is. Yeah, it's like. good. This is best of five, right? Yep. So we've all got one. So uh twenty twenty ones. <laughs> For all marbles, that'll be best of ten. Some, some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, why not? All right, um, I, we've covered them all, so uh, yep. uh, we should probably touch on what are you guys working on at the moment. Uh, Mike, um, tell us what's going on in your football life. Uh, what are you looking at? Uh, as of right now, just kind of taking a little bit of a chill. Um, I usually kind of regroup after the season, so I will probably be picking up some stuff here, probably. Mid February, mid end of February, with with four for four, and hopping on some pods at the end of the month, and just kind of starting to spew some so-called knowledge, I guess. So you know, just having some fun. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll probably be starting to pick some stuff up uh, end of end of February, March. Um, so that's that's really about it. I'm just kind of trying to get, trying, you know, in. A little bit of football mode, not football mode. I'm tweeting some, trying to tweet some funny things out, but uh, you know, it'll it'll pick back up here probably this month. So we should ask you because we haven't done it uh, this time in 24 hours. We're recording on Saturday night. Um, it's going to be nearly Super Bowl time. Um, so it's weird that we talk about getting back in football mode, but I'm with you. It's pretty much going to be Super Bowl tomorrow night. Um, so yep. tell us what's going to happen. Uh, three hot takes on the Super Bowl. Oh boy, three hot takes on the Super Bowl. I've been um, putting you on the well, spot all night tonight. Sorry, dude. Um, well, one, I've got the Bucks winning because I just can't. I can't go against Tom Brady. Um, let's see. God, I, I. Give me a pass rush one. Um, Devin White leads the Buccaneers in sacks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could see it happening. You probably got some decent odds on that one, actually. So I like that one. All right, like that and. Um, top tackler in the game. Go for that. Top tackler. Um, boy, not not a, not. These teams don't really run too much, but I I think top tackler I think is is also going to be Devin White. I think he's just going to be all over the place. 
Fair enough. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Mike loves Devin White. <laughs> As well he might do, because Christian McCaffrey says he's great. Uh, Sticky, what are you working on at the moment, buddy? I'm working on my rookie ranks. Going to have those up probably very soon here. Um, hopefully maybe next week or something like that. About when this drops. So those will be out there on DLF. Do go check out and consume. Um, we just did a rookie draft. So Tom is, is currently in the process of writing that up. And we'll have that out there for everybody as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, just looking forward to the off season. It's gone. It's submitted. It should oh, be up on the site. I totally knew that. Um, so... If you're listening to this, <laughs> I, it's all on DynastyFootball.com. We should caveat that. All right. So, uh, Mike, we'll get you involved as well. I, we're definitely planning on doing a really good couple of rookie muck drafts. Um, but we're, we're just trying to get an idea on sort of what the community's thinking at the moment. It's going to change massively in the next couple of months. But m a theory at the moment is it's better to have more lukewarm stabs than to wait and just do one stab that we're confident in. Because none of us know and the wisdom of the crowd is, is much better. Sweet. All right, I'm I'm just doing <laughs> stuff at the moment. <laughs> Mid Miss West Taciturnity. Is that a word? I'm going to go for that. Anyway, um, I'm just working on stuff. You you all know what it's like. So come and check it out. It's going to be loads uh, loads of graphs and all that sort of football stuff. Anyway, we appreciate your time. Um, this has been the the number two episode of the Hot Takes episode, our favourite episode of the year. Um, we'll come back and do it again in a few months. Well, Mike, I haven't even asked you, but I'm assuming you're going to come back. Are you going to come back and do it again with us next year? Heck yeah. Excellent. Well done. Thank you for sure. very much everybody for paying attention. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your attention. We appreciate you laughing at us and telling us on Twitter how much we suck. Uh, that is particularly <laughs> appropriate and good. Anyway, have a great week. Um, if, if you listen to this after the Super Bowl, I hope your team won. I hope it went brilliantly. Have a great week. Cheerio.